You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hello and welcome to the Nerd Room, where we talk everything comics, movie, and news. My voice may not sound right because this isn't Tim. It's not. You no. could have fooled me. Tim's out in Wakanda, everybody. Nice. What's yeah. he doing there? Oh, he's shooting Black Panther too. Ooh, yeah, interesting man. choice. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just playing. Tim's out on vacation, guys. He's uh, he's taking off for a little bit with the family. He's kicking back, relaxing, and it's me and Sanjay holding down the fort. Of course, that's Troy the Boy, eighty-seven, and. It's Sanjay. Yes, there we go. Sanjay, man, how's your week been? It's been pretty good, you know. Uh, picked up some comics, some movies. Just picked up The Last Jedi and Steelbook. Picked you up a copy. Picked him up a copy. Picked everyone up a copy. Yeah, you got an extra copy too, I noticed. Yeah, I don't know what happened. They just love me so much. It was a reviewer's copy, you know. Uh, a screener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it's been a good week. How about you? Yeah, you know, it's been kind of slow for me. I haven't collected much. Um, I did watch The Last Jedi. I, you, you got me the, the steelbook, which is awesome, and I appreciate it. But I couldn't wait to watch this film, so I actually just went on Shaw Demand, and I nice. uh, checked it out right there and then. And, um, man, this would be my fourth time watching the movie, third time watching the movie, and yeah. uh, it still doesn't sit right for me. Really? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, because I saw it, saw it twice. This is my second time seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't mind it as much the second time. I kind of knew like the comedic beats and what to expect. Yep. So in in that sense, you know, I I kind of knew what to expect. So the first time going in, I was so shocked. Right. Like they're doing this, they're doing that. But yep. now that I know, I still enjoy it. Oh man, I wish I had the same <laughs> mindset. You know, um, the score for me though in this film still works just as well. The score so good. is it, it might be one of my favorites coming out of the prequels. I think the prequels did. Uh, amazing work and obviously the original trilogy you can't go wrong with um, John Williams score obviously but mm-hmm. Force Awakens I love what they did there especially race theme but going into Last Jedi the score is top notch all around love the music choice there and Kylo Ren he's another big highlight in this film he he does a great job Adam Driver yeah I know he's terrific he's yeah, a great man. actor I know I know so man going off of that we are now moving into See, when Tim sends us the outline, see, Tim's like kind of the glue that holds this together. The blueprint. He, yeah, yeah, he yeah. emails us out a copy of the blueprint like days before. Me and Troy, without Tim, we just come in here. I scribbled it down on a piece of paper like on the way here. <laughs> so, Tim, we need you back, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's 2018 and we need everything on a laptop, printed out, ready to go. I'm sorry. We don't handwrite everything anymore. <laughs> Speaking of 2018... You know, it's a pretty good year for movies, and I happened to watch a pretty good one on the weekend. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. No, I can't remember. Is that on your list for this um, like fantasy draft that we've done, or is uh, this on Tim's list? I think that was on Tim's list. But so it went was... on Support of the Enemy. Yeah, yeah, there twice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but it was on my most anticipated list. I mm-hmm. think it was quite high, like four or like three. I know, because you're a big Steven Spielberg. Yeah, well, support. I like some of his stuff, like yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I can't remember if he did Shawshank Redemption. I don't think so. I think he that's Stephen that? King. Oh, I know it's a Stephen King book. That's right. Uh, that's right. But yeah, you're not, yeah, he didn't direct that one. Um, you know, I think as of late, still, Spielberg's kind of been a little hit or miss for me. Yeah. 
just a little bit. Obviously, his Indiana Jones uh, latest film wasn't uh, wasn't very good. Okay, confessions time. You got to sing the Usher confession song. <laughs> that, that's Cue music. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we should do that every episode. Just have like one confession. We'd be in trouble with our wives. Yeah, <laughs> you know what that song's about. It's not a good look for any of us. <laughs> uh, nerd confession then. Uh, I've only seen the first Indiana Jones. You know what? Well, if we're going off of confessions right now, I've seen. Um, some of the Indiana Jones films, and yeah. I'm not that big on them. Really? I know a lot of people love the films, yeah. and I think it was last year my wife and I tried to go back and watch the movies, the first one, but I guess the first one technically takes place second oh, okay. in the canon. I, I could be wrong, so guys out there, take it easy on me, but I wasn't really feeling it. I didn't <laughs> yeah. feel like it aged that well. Uh, Harrison Ford gives you a great performance and all that, but uh, it wasn't really doing it for me. I, I actually was a big fan of... Um, the young Indiana Jones, the TV series where oh, Walking yeah. Phoenix's brother played the young Indiana Jones, River Phoenix, I think. Really? Yeah, that was cool. That's cool. I remember they had like a cartoon of James Bond. It was called James Bond Jr. Do you I remember, remember that? that? I yeah. had the toys. Really? That was yeah. sick. Yeah. I think it was like James Bond's like uh, relative. It was his nephew. <laughs> he probably has like a million illegitimate children. Well, think like, of all those yeah. <laughs> Bond girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. <laughs> it could have been any one of them. They just said he was like his nephew. Yeah. So not like Sparrow. One of many juniors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Double <Now> 22. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they're making a new one. Bond 24? Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig is back and Danny Boyle's directing. Yes, yes, I did hear about that. Which one did Danny Boyle do most recently? Uh, he did Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. 28 Days Later. Sunshine, I think. He didn't do Train Spotting. Hey, that wasn't him. Was that him? I can't remember if it was. Anybody out there listening, please let us know. I probably butchered that too. If you're still listening to us at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's, that's cool. Um, I think after this, though, they got to reboot it. I think after this, really? you got to uh, go somewhere else, go a different direction. Get get us Idris Elba as Bond yeah. or um, Loki. Uh, oh, Tom Hilson. Hilson. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd be down for one of those guys playing Bond. That'd be cool. G- give me that more suave, clean cut Roger Moore Bond because that's yeah. my favorite is Roger Moore. Right. But I do like what Daniel Craig did. He gave you a bit of the both Roger Moore and obviously the uh, Sean Connery. Right, right. So I'm up for either. When you say reboot, you mean like new actor? Like James Bond, they always just continue the storylines. They don't right. really build off one right. another. Would you like have like a first mission again with like Idris Elba or would you or uh, Tom Hiddleston or would you just be like brand new movie just pretend this is the same Bond? I would kind of go well. I'd go brand new movie and I think everybody has their own idea of who Bond is anyways. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to give us an origin story. No. Just keep moving with the story because I think if I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Casino Royale is either the first book of the James Bond like whole franchise or right. it is like the origin story of James Bond so either way like that's like where you start right. with James Bond is with Casino Royale yeah I love that movie so yeah and Skyfall was dope oh Skyfall was so I good loved Skyfall and even Spectre was pretty good yeah I was <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was cool it, it started off pretty nice but yeah. I didn't really care much for the uh, the villain played by how did I forget his name he, oh uh, uh, the guy from um, Inglorious Bastards yes I don't know how I forgot his name. He's huge. Yeah. He's huge. Well, if you remember his name out there, which I'm sure we will like halfway through the episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, so should we go to the grabs? Question? Of course. The grabs. I'm all about the grabs. All right. So you got to uh, sing the theme song. My turn this time? Yeah. I don't have it in me. Uh, <laughs> it's all you, Sanjay. Grabs, granite. Grab, granite. Question of the week. <laughs> 
He's gonna grab you with his questions. <laughs> grabs granite. Sorry, grabs. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your ringtone. <laughs> I was at the gym the other day, and some guy's ringtone was that '80s song, like "Who Could It Be Now?" Do, do, I do, love do. that track. Yeah, I thought I that was that hilarious. Track. I think you can go higher than that, though. Because uh, he hits that note pretty high. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, stay tuned That's later for um, Troy Unplugged when he gives his video. <laughs> That's right. We're going to be right. shooting Stay a video. Tuned. Stay tuned. we got something special coming up for you guys, actually. So keep it locked here on the Nerd Room. Yeah. All right. So Grab's question. <clears throat> I don't know what he sounds like, but uh, I assume he sounds like this. Okay. Here's the question for the week. Subject. While the cat is away, the mice shall play. Hello, Troy and Sanjay. With Tim gone this week, he entrusts the two of you to hold down the fort. In sitcoms, movies, and cartoons, this situation never ends well. My question is, what are your favorite not ready for the responsibility moments in TV, movies, cartoons, and novels? Has there been story arcs in comics that have the main hero step step away for a brief time and let the secondary hero run the show to only have it go horribly wrong? Obviously, this can't be a singular character storyline, but how about teams like the avengers and such secondly who are your favorite sidekicks and why thanks in advance and he says this question has no reflection on my faith in you both grabs grabs my boy yo thanks so much for the questions they're always appreciated here at the nerd room and you just keep them coming in every every week every week you challenge us hard man like how how does he think of these questions I, i like it you know he actually puts some thought in it he's not just asking like what's your favorite color I know, you know, he'd be a great interviewer. I'd love to see him out there on one of these uh, these cons and he, just. He's like Oprah. <laughs> Maybe he'll like he'll interview you and then he'll make you cry like Oprah always does. <laughs> so that's why he always writes in the questions because he doesn't want to like interview us one on one and make us cry. Tears. <laughs> <Right? cheers. laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, kicking off right off the bat because you did mention cartoons. I'm gonna go to one of my all time favorite cartoons and I think it's kind of underrated. Uh, reboot. Oh, I used to okay. love reboot that love uh, animated 3D kind of film that or, or TV series that takes place within a computer, right? Uh, a PC computer, I believe, too. That is hexadecimal, hexadecimal. And, uh, Bob the Guardian, ha- Megabyte, right? Right. Uh, They're all computer terms. Enzo, I love it. Except for Enzo, I don't think that's a computer term. Yeah, I don't know what Enzo is exactly, but all right, man. Yeah, so I'm going with season two finale of the Matrix, <laughs> the Matrix of reboot. <laughs> yeah, Matrix reboot. Um, basically, the season ends off with uh Bob going off to kind of sacrifice himself. Actually, he doesn't sacrifice himself. He goes off to fight uh, Megabyte as they teamed up with Megabyte, and Megabyte turned on Bob and sent him off into the web. Oh, and as an audience, jerk. we're all devastated. We're like, yo, Bob's gone. The Guardian, he's been shot off into the web. Right. And just before that, Bob promoted Enzo to Guardian, the rank of Guardian. Yeah. And I thought this was so cool. So now you have no Bob. Enzo's like just a kid. He's not ready to take on this, the mantle of Guardian. But here he is doing it. Mm-hmm. So you get the next season. I think it's season three. And Enzo's now the Guardian. He has some friends on the way. And he's been entering these games. You know, these games would come up the big right. purple cubes. So cool. Such right? an imaginative It's show. such a cool imagination. It's Because right. you're starting up the game. Yeah. And uh, Enzo's getting pretty good at this job of being a Guardian. And then he finally fails in this one game, which is a complete replica of Mortal Kombat. Oh, cool. And Enzo does the whole reboot and turns into, like, Scorpion. Basically, and he's fighting somebody that's kind of similar to like a Mortal Kombat character, but he loses. Ooh. He loses the game. But just before this all happened, somebody, I think it's Mouse, uh, hacked one of these icons so you could live, but you have to live within the game. So you'd uh. no longer be on mainframe. And Enzo and his two other allies do that, and they fail. 
and mega not megabyte mainframe loses and starts like diminishing and enzo goes on living throughout the games and because he does that he ages faster and, and comes out comes back as like this rebel named um Ooh. i think this matrix okay and he had this cool badass look and it, man the series just got darker after that <laughs> it was so dope that's and, awesome um, it was cool so he fails but he's also a guy that's not ready for the responsibility of guardian and all around man it's a great series if you haven't checked out reboot go back start from just season two and up yeah great series can you check that out on Netflix? Is it on <sighs> It's demand? not on Netflix because the problem is it was a Canadian-made company. Right. And um, they were they were brought to us by YTV, and I think they're also on ABC. And something happened where the company just fell flat. They also gave us Transformers Beast Wars. Oh, I love that show. That was Great. my favorite show. It's so good, right? Right. It's, it's better than natural Transformers, in my I, opinion. I agree. You yeah. know, I didn't watch Transformers as a kid. I watched Beast Wars and loved it. So good. So good. So, man, I'm dying to hear. What's yours? All right. So I'm going to go cartoon as well. Nice. To perhaps the greatest cartoon of all time. All right. The Simpsons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Running for 30 seasons now. Wow. So this is going old. This is going way back. So Lisa and Marge, you know, Marge is kind of the glue that holds it together. Uh, she and Lisa go to clean some rocks because there was an oil spill in the beach, leaving Homer and Bart all alone to fend for themselves. And, you know, with uh, the, the mother hen away, what, what happens to Bart? He ends up working at a burlesque house. I mean, that is comedy gold. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show. Uh, Marge comes back, and she wants the burlesque house demolished. Everyone else makes that song. You know, like, they put the spring in Springfield. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that track. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Marge ends up, you know demolishing it by mistake and they don't want it demolished anymore so then she goes to work for the burlesque house it's, it's a hilarious episode it's gold it's comedy gold that's my favorite anything with homer you know when mr burns goes to leave the plant the power plant and homer's in charge yes those are great as well just pretty much anything with the simpsons and anything with homer he's definitely the it can go wrong but yet he's somehow always in charge it's it's a great show and there's a reason why it's still going on strong yeah yeah 30 seasons that's unreal impressive. Do you think the nerd room will reach 30 seasons? Oh, we're going to make it for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everlasting. Be, I'd be 60 years old doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy when you put it into like that context. That is crazy. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, man. No, um, that's cool. Um, I, I guess I got a little honorable mention to um, okay. go back to Dragon Ball Z. Okay, Dragon yeah. Dragon Ball Z, the anime, the manga. Um, the, main, uh, the main character is Goku. It's been right. so for quite some time, and Goku... Is another character throughout the series that makes a sacrifice during the Cell games. It's a big tournament where you have a bunch of warriors fighting, and um, Goku's always been the favored victor. But he um, ends up being weaker than Cell in this case, but he's also trained his son, Gohan, to be the next guy in charge. And um, Gohan has quite a big step on Cell, but he gets a little cocky while doing so, to the point that Cell gets another step over Gohan, basically the whole world, and Cell's about to blow up and destroy the whole world, but... Goku does the honorable sacrifice and actually teleports himself and Cell to another planet, and they all blow up and they all die. But in doing so, Gohan lost his father for a big sacrifice because Gohan got a little too cocky with his powers. That's so deep, he, man. It's yeah, it's you know, it's 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 uh, it's something else. So then later on, you get like seven years that pass that Gohan is now become the main character, and he has to lead the world and and do whatever for uh, the Z Warriors, as they're called. Okay, yeah, okay. Man. So that's a, that's a little cool one. Yeah, there. you got the Dragon Ball Z up there. Yeah, I got my Goku statue hanging high with uh, season one of Dragon Ball Z with uh, Vegeta on the cover. 
Love that show, man. Exactly what he said. (laughs) (laughs) So anybody out there listening that knows a little thing about Dragon Ball Z, I know you guys feel me on that. For sure. That's a popular show. Oh, it's dope. Yeah? It's dope. I love that show. Um, Favorite sidekick, man. Favorite sidekick. There's so many to choose from, you know. I mean, Robin's the easy one, but I'm not going to take the easy route. All right. Um, You're not going to take the high ground? No, no. I'm going to, you know, take the low ground. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I'm going to go... Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, Bucky is a good one. Bucky's a great one. Bucky from Cap. Yeah. Uh, I had a good one when we were just, like, chatting here. I know. And now I can't think of it. Favorite... Oh, yes, that's right. Speedy or Red Arrow. Young Justice. Love that one. Such a good sidekick. Um, I love Why that do one. I like him? Because he's like Green Arrow, but he's red. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I like red more than green, so He's a little that. more badass. He has tattoos. He had a drug addiction for a minute. Yeah. But I think Green Arrow had an an addiction as well didn't he at one point i don't know can't remember but i know speedy had some kind of stuff going yeah, on yeah it's that iconic cover when he's like trying to do heroin and uh Eesh. green lantern and green arrow bust in and it's like what That's are you right. doing yeah mm-hmm. groundbreaking especially back then because i was like what 80s yeah, that comic i think early it was 90s? even like 70s oh damn yeah so that, that's a pretty uh that's a pretty good one yeah how about you troy favorite uh, sidekick um well i dick Grayson's is my favorite character in the dc universe so right. i'm gonna go this route but the thing is when it comes to batman there's so many robins you know yeah you got dick grayson you got jason todd and you got tim drake you even have uh stephanie brown i believe who went on to become the spoiler so many cool choices and even obviously damian waynes who's right. the most recent robin carrie but kelly carrie kelly duke for a minute played with the, the mantle of robin that's right um but yeah i'm gonna go with dick grayson i think dick grayson is the ultimate best psychic um he went on to surpass Batman. He's the mm-hmm. guy that's gone past Batman. He's he's basically captured the dark, but he's also light at the same time, whereas Batman can't get out of that, right? Right. He's gone on to actually wear the mantle of Batman and did an incredible job being Batman too for that run that uh, I think Grant Morrison did. Okay. And Scott Snyder. Nice. I did. love Snyder. All right. So he did an incredible job. And then on top of that, not only did he have to become Batman, he also had to mentor a young Damian Wayne who was like off the handle at this point right. and made him into a Robin. And, uh, man, I, I love Dick Grayson as that character. Just to see the evolution of that character, because I feel like in comics, we don't really get that evolution of characters. I mean, apart no. from Bucky, yeah, uh, Dick Grayson, um, not Barry Allen, obviously, but um, Wally West. Wally West, that's another good you one. You know what I mean? We don't really get to see these characters grow. And even, even Bucky, there was a big skip, right? Because he was a little kid, yeah, died, whatever the case is, and then... Boom, he was uh, the Winter Soldier. We didn't get to see him evolve. Like, Dick Grayson's great because we got to see him be like a nine, ten year old kid who was under Batman, became the Robin, and then he became a Teen Titan, the leader of the Teen Titans, while right. being like a teenage Robin. And then he left the mantle of Robin and became uh, Nightwing, still being the captain of the Teen Titans. Went on to go to Bloodhaven, just being his own person. He's been a, an officer, and he's gone on to take the mantle of Batman himself. Um, I just think that character is great. The evolution of Nightwing is fantastic. So, nice. Grabs, love your questions as great always, question. and I'm going with Nightwing. Nice. There hasn't been too many, um, what's the word, sidekicks. Oh, I just blanked out there. <laughs> there haven't been too many sidekicks in the movies. The only one I could think of is Chris O'Donnell in Batman Forever. And, Batgirl, um, Alicia Silverstone. That's right, and, and Batman Robin. Yeah. So, uh, do you think like they need to add those to the movies? Because, or do you think they're gonna stay away from them? I think they definitely do. I think they definitely do. I know people are like, "Well, that's weird. How can you have, how can you have a fifteen-year-old, ten-year-old kid being Robin?" 
Well, I mean, we just had an incredible movie like Spider-Man Homecoming or Civil War. Right. Spider-Man 16 and Tony Stark himself headhunted him and grabbed yeah. him to, you know, granted the kid has powers. <laughs> so A little unfair, yeah. <laughs> a, a little different. But I, I honestly don't see why, especially the universe that was established in um, Zack Snyder's um, yeah. world of the DCU, where we had, you know, the mantle of Robin put up there. I don't see why we couldn't have had at least a 15, 16-year-old Robin been introduced i know with uh chris o'donnell's is a little different because he was like a 20 yeah, 22 so year old 25 he's, he's year old like a grown man like <laughs> being adopted he's like i'm fine and then he's like no you must live with me <laughs> it's so weird yeah that that is weird but I, I hope we do and you know what um that titan show that's coming out oh, on tnt yeah. i think yeah yeah they showed us the first glimpse image of uh of robin i think it's dick grayson yeah looks awesome it's such a great suit. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an amazing show. I think it's going to go on DC streaming service. I'm definitely in that service. Yeah, just me for, too. Um, the show that we love, um, Young Justice. Young Justice. Do you think three. it'll uh, be available in Canada? A lot of times we don't get that. Like Hulu, we don't get up here. I think DC, something like DC, Warner Brothers, they'd be out of their mind not to. Right? Yeah. There's 30 million of us, and we'll all get it, Warner Brothers, if you're listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so should we move on to our topic of the day? Yeah, man. Let's do this. Yeah. Tim normally does the transitions around here. Well, I guess we went from sidekicks to the actual heroes themselves. Well, to the biggest hero. The biggest hero of them all. Superman. Issue 1000 is dropping soon. Yes. Are you going to pick it up? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Brian Michael Bendis is heading this project. We got Jim Lee on the art. We got a bunch of different various artists and writers stepping on stage to do this book. Yeah, it's like an exercised uh, anniversary issue. I think there's like, it's $9. There's several writers, several artists. This is a big event. Yeah, huge. The the very first comic book to reach 1,000 issues. Action Comics. It started way back in the 30s. Yeah. Which is crazy that, like, Superman, from pretty much the 30s until now, has maintained his popularity in the public's eye. He's always had something going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, It's crazy. And at the time when he first started out, you know, there was nothing else like him. He was the first. He's the OG. Without Superman, you don't have Batman. Yeah. You don't have DC Comics, at least the superheroes. Yeah. You don't have Justice League. You don't have the Fantastic Four. You don't have Iron Man. You don't have Spider-Man. You have nothing. Yep. And you could even argue maybe even Star Wars because he started this whole space and superheroes stuff. And, you know, George Lucas, I'm sure, was influenced by Superman. I I'm, I don't know him personally, but <laughs> it's hard to imagine him not being or at least something that, you know, he enjoyed that created Star Wars that he was influenced that was influenced by Superman. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I mentioned it earlier, going to Grab's question there, um, Dragon Ball. Right. Goku. Goku is an alien that's been sent to Earth to destroy it, bangs his head, and ends up becoming uh, Earth's biggest savior. Superman, same kind of thing. Similar. He didn't come yeah. to Earth to destroy <laughs> it, but he came there becoming Earth's biggest hero, right? Yeah. There's definitely similarities there and clearly inspired by Superman. Yeah. Do you think now... He is still the top dog. Like he's still numeral uno, world's greatest superhero, the greatest of all time. Is he still number one? No. 
<laughs> nope, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. And you know, it's funny because I've become a bigger fan of the character in the yeah. last couple of years, yeah. more so than ever. But I feel like, you know, uh, with comic books or just the world in general, they go up and down, whether it's dark. You know, I think in the in the 90s, the big thing were antiheroes. Right. It was Venom. It was Spawn. It was Punisher. These characters were cool because they mm-hmm. walked that line of bad and good, where Superman's always been the true blue, much like Captain America, right? Right. By the books, patriotic, doing the right thing at all times um where we are right now it's a little different too because there's such a big influence of the mcu kind of movies uh the the humor of certain characters uh people still like the dark characters like blade and whatnot too spawns on the verge of making a comeback right so um i don't he's he's he's, i don't think he's up there anymore he's definitely in the top 10 yeah sure but i don't think he's the number one yeah i know sad to say i agree with you Mm -hmm. um even in dc you can say batman is bigger than superman definitely uh, I don't know what D- WB's deal is. I mean, if you look at Batman, okay, all his movies, you know, they get, like, so much press, and there's so many of them. Superman had Man of Steel, and then his sequel, Batman, joins them. You know, he doesn't... He, there's no Man of Steel 2 yet. Yeah. You know, Batman had the Nolan trilogy. It had the Tim Burton movies. So, you know, he he's more popular, but everything always starts with Superman. The first superhero movie... Superman the movie. Yep. Uh, the first movie in the DC connected universe, Man of Steel. Yes. So it all comes back to Superman. So even though he's not number one, he's still a very popular character. Oh, a huge presence. And it's it's unfortunate because I feel like they just don't know how to um, capture him on the big screen yet. We had Man of Steel, which I love. Um, yeah. You guys out there listening, you know I, I always give high praise to that film. And I feel like what they did, the liberties they took with that movie is just fantastic. It wasn't your traditional Superman, yeah. for sure, but it's the Superman, I think, of the time that we needed. And there was some backlash, quite a bit of backlash. It's pretty right. divided, that film. And so BVS, unfortunately, didn't help brighten <laughs> that character. Whether you like the film or not, it's, yeah. it didn't really feel like my Man of Steel from the movie that we had before. It didn't feel like the Superman necessarily from the comics you might have been reading at the time. So that's cool, but... Justice League, here we go. We get a complete 360 of the character. He's brighter. His suit's blue, like it's a proper yeah, blue. Yeah, it's a nice color. He's powerful. He loves being Superman. He knows how to be Superman. Yeah. And that movie wasn't received as well either. And, and I'm not saying it's necessarily Superman, but it's just, it's it's they're, they're walking a really hard line of how to write this character and broadcast him in a way that everybody can relate to. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a hard, whereas I feel like... um. I think I said before in the MCU, they got Captain America down, mm-hmm. and he is kind of like the MCU's Superman, at least in personality-wise. Right. Yeah. You bring up an interesting point when you're talking about Man of Steel. You know, the movie came out, and it was a little bit different. It was actually vastly different than the Christopher Reeves movies. And everyone that hated that movie, all the reviewers, all the fanboys said, that's not my Superman. You know, he doesn't have the red trunks. He, you know, he isn't saving a cat from a tree. He is is all these like Americana apple pie things that he should be doing that people said. I don't agree with that, but do you feel like Superman is too iconic? You know, he's been around for so long that everyone has their own take on what is Superman. And do you feel like they the character can't move forward into the 21st century because there's so many people who read him or watched the movies as a kid that want him to stay the same. That's true. You know, he, he he might be too iconic. That's a good point, actually, because um, a lot of the oldies, too, have a, a certain idea of how this character has been portrayed. Right. And uh, when you try and break away from that, of course, it's it's easy to spot that that's not my Superman. So um, 
you know what? <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but I would. I feel like we're, we're kind of riding right now on uh, Bendis coming in. Right. I feel like if anyone can bring an all-around circle to this character that everyone can relate to, it's Bendis. Yeah. I, I feel like he's done a great work with Jessica Jones, obviously, and Spider-Man. Uh, and keeping those characters relevant, I feel like this guy could do it. Maybe even have this guy write a Superman too. That would I mean, be cool. why not get some of these comic book writers to actually write these movies? I think uh, one of the Wonder Woman writers wrote Wonder Woman. So really? That, yeah. So it's not a bad idea, mm-hmm. and he definitely needs a shot, shot in the arm. Yeah. I mean, if you look at even look at the box office gross, Man of Steel two hundred ninety one million, which is not bad. Yeah. But then you look and you see Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, people that no one had ever heard of. <laughs> Pulling in what three hundred thirty million something crazy like that Iron Man three hundred million huge. I mean it. It remains to be seen if these characters will maintain that popularity in a hundred years like Superman. Right. But at the moment, you know, you could say that Guardians of the Galaxy, as crazy as it is to say, is more popular than Superman. So he definitely needs that shot in the arm. Yes. And you know, is it? Do you think it's the movie's fault? I mean, Man of Steel, divisive. Mm-hmm. That was 2013. But before that, we had to wait seven years for Superman Returns, Oof. which was, again, divisive. Yep. People were saying, I want Christopher Reeve's Superman. They gave it to us yep. in Superman Returns, but no one came out to watch the movie. Um, but then before that, so you had 2006, so nothing in the 90s. And at the later half of the 80s, really nothing until 1987, Superman 4. Yeah. Which was god-awful. <laughs> I think it was like one of the worst superhero films of all time. Quest for Peace, was it? Quest for Peace, yeah. <laughs> it had potential, but yeah. yeah, the budget was not there. No. Superman 3, um, same kind of thing. You know, divisive film. More people hate it than like it. I think it's at like 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Eesh. Not that Rotten Tomatoes is the be-all, end-all. Good point. You know, um, but it's been, I think Superman 2 is the last Superman film that universally has been loved by fans, critics, everyone. And that was also shot here in Calgary, right? That's right, shot in one. Calgary. There Superman 2, Superman 3, and Superman 1 That's shot right. in Calgary and surrounding areas. Shout out to YYC. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been a long time. Whereas if you look at a character like Batman, mm-hmm. the 80s movies from Tim Burton, the first two anyways, hugely received, and that was in the 90s. Yep. Then Batman Forever was actually pretty popular, mm-hmm. made a ton of money. Batman and Robin was the only stinker. <laughs> And then yeah. they wait a while. They only wait like seven years. And then you got the Nolan trilogy, which is bigger than anything right now, right? That's true. You know what the interesting thing, though, is with Batman is there was constantly a hunger for that character. Right. So whether it was the movies or the comic books, the comic books were great. The toys were awesome. The animated series was was fantastic. Yeah. Everyone and their dog was dressing up as Batman right. for Halloween. So, you know, there was always that hunger for that character. Whereas Superman throughout the 90s, besides Death of Superman... I think there was a big pause on the character. You know, is always it, it, they kind of reversed roles. Is Batman starting things off? So we got the Batman animated universe, and yeah. then we got the Superman animated universe, right? And then we got the Justice League and all that stuff. So it's kind of Batman leading the way, and Superman was following. And then we yeah. saw that kind of linger for quite some time. Yeah, no, you bring an interesting point. I watch the Batman show every week. Oh, yeah. the TV. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, but the Superman animated series, I don't remember it ever coming on in Canada. I remember watching it. Uh, I remember Lex Luthor okay. and all that. Um, Lex Luthor's bodyguard as well. And um, it was cool. Yeah. It was all right. I remember I had uh, the video of, um, I think it's like World's Finest. 
Yeah. They tried doing oh, it. Oh, yeah, the team up. Exactly. Yeah, I have yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah it's that great. Was, that was... It's like Luther and uh, Joker team up. So the animated series, you know, he's falling behind in Batman on that. But the one thing that I think he is definitely king on is a live action TV series. Oh, yes. Get to right? it. Yes. Okay, I so, know where you're going. So we got George Reeves, Superman, back in like the day. I think that's like the 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go from him and then you go to... Uh, the New Adventures of Lois and Clark. Yes. With Dean Cain and so Terry cool. Hatcher. Right? Yes. Yeah, that was actually, I think that was my first introduction of the character because that was going on in the 90s mm-hmm. and it was going on with the Death of Superman's comic book going on and then Superman marries Lois Lane in there. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And then you got the one that everyone our generation remembers. You know the theme song. Oh, yeah. Somebody Save Me. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you got Superman in Smallville. So this is a... Not Superman yet, but it's Clark Kent learning how to use his powers yes. in the small town of Smallville. Small town of Smallville. That sounds funny <laughs> to say. <laughs> and he's got a cast of all his characters, like uh, Pete Ross. Yep. And then he's got... Uh, Lana Lang. Lana Lang. Yep. Lois Lane's in there. Yeah, eventually she comes in. Yeah. Yep. Lex Luthor, who's actually his friend. Best Lex Luthor we've ever seen. Michael Rosenbaum. Action. So good. Destroys it. He's such a good Lex Luthor. Incredible. Right? Yeah, and his dad. Oh, Lionel Luther. Lionel Luther. And then you got Mon Pa Kent. Yes. Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, that was a character created for the show. Right, that's right. Uh, yeah, it was, it was such a good show. I remember just watching the first episode and just being hooked. Because yeah. up until that point, really, people our age didn't have any Superman. You know, like Christopher Reeves was from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And there was nothing in between then. So he, I mean, there was Dean Cain, which was pretty cool. Yeah. But it was still a little bit before us. Pretty campy. Yeah. This this show was incredible because you know when I heard about it, I was like, "What is Smallville?" Like this, yeah. I had no idea about. Like I knew Superman, but I didn't know much of his origins. Yeah. And I just thought Smallville was just some typical CW kind of um, Belly Hills nine hundred two I know right show. And I think I it took me a while to get into it. Maybe about four years until I find no, but two years until I actually like gave it a chance. And I yeah. went back and I watched all of them, and I was blown away how how well they took their time. With developing this character, yeah, keeping him in high school, um, the decisions he made—it was honestly, in some ways, it was like watching an X Men film or a movie, yeah, done properly because you get these this guy that's in high school who doesn't know how to use his powers, right. and He's going through puberty, but he's learning how to use his his X ray vision or his heat vision, or yeah, or how to run fast. Um, I remember there's a great episode when he's on the football team. Oh yeah, and uh, he does the whole he throws the football. Goes in, saves the day in like the high school, comes back and makes the touchdown or something That's like that. That's amazing. It was something so cool. And and you still got that uh that Peter Parker with great power comes great responsibility aspect right. where it's like his his pop and his mom uh, were always on his case about like you gotta do the right thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, you get to see another side of um Clark Kent where he's like, No, I wanna party, I wanna do these fun things because yeah. at that time you get to see the character uh, kind of be a teenager. We always saw him as just responsible and like um and very uh, very much like Captain America. Yeah. Whereas here in this show, you get to see like a teenager, a teenager Superman That's doing so all these cool. cool things. And uh, man, I, I love that show so yeah. much. I could talk about it all day. Oh, honestly. we got to do like a Smallville reunion or for something. sure. Like a like an episode uh, commentary or something. Yeah, because I I think they took their time too because we didn't get. Lois Lane till like season four or five, I think. Yeah, like it's pretty it crazy. Took a while. Yeah, and it was yeah. Lana that was a love interest. Which first. is so cool. Yeah, they always tease like the costume too a little bit, or him flying. That's yeah, the big thing. That's is right. going to fly? Yeah. Red Kryptonite made him bad, and you got to see like a bad side of Superman. So and, cool. 
Oh, I loved it. And the relationship between him and uh, and uh, Lex Luthor, though, right. was like something I've never seen before yeah. on the small screen. It was fantastic. I mean, having Clark Kent know Lex Luthor before he moves to Metropolis, I don't think that's ever been done before. No. But it made so much sense. Yes. And then it makes the villain, tr- like when the villain turn happens for Lex, because in the show, he's actually a good guy. Exactly. But it makes the villain turn like that much more impactful and it's weighing on Superman or Clark Kent's conscience that like, I got to take out Lex Luthor, but you know, he wasn't always a bad guy. That's right. That's right. Because right? you get a bit of the the Harry Osborn and the Spider-Man. Yeah. What's well, like, you've had these powers this whole time. I'm your best friend. And you never told me. You yeah. know, it's like, I know who you are, but you don't know who I am. And you've been holding that the whole time. Right. And you see that tension rise throughout like eight eight or ten seasons. I, I think he left on the eighth season. So you see it for about eight years of the tension between the two. And, uh, you know, Superman saving people without anyone noticing him doing it. Like he's like, yeah. I think he's referred to sometimes as the blue blur. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, throughout the show. And uh, and they had like phew. other people too, right? Like Aquaman. Yeah, they did appearance. the Justice League. They did they the had Justice Cyborg, League. Flash. Cyborg, Flash. Gr- Green Lantern? No, but they had they had Green Arrow. Oh, they had Green Arrow. They yeah, that's right. They did have Green Arrow. Oliver Queen. Because actually during the time, uh, Batman was like, you could not touch Batman. You could not touch Batman. They wanted Batman in there, and they wouldn't allow it. Yeah. So they got Oliver Queen, a rich playboy, who could also be the Green Arrow. And that was a great run, too. Martian the Manhunter was in there. That's right. Yep. The costumes look ridiculous, though. <laughs> like, Cyborg looked like a Beetleborg from Power Rangers. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. And Aquaman, you know, he they had that. He made one appearance. He had, like, the orange shirt, yeah. green pants. And then they tried to spin that off into his own TV series. Do you remember that? that? It's like a one episode. You can still find it lurking online, like Aquaman pilot. And the swimming was just so weird. Bad. Uh, I'm so glad that we're finally getting Aquaman (laughs) movie. Because up until that point, Jason Momoa, that was the only live action interpretation of Aquaman. That's true. A lot of the characters, even Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Look how he blew up as Arrow. That's huge now. It's massive. Uh, Uh, Flash. Flash. You know. Yeah. Cyborg. Um, Yep. Did we ever see Supergirl? I can't remember. Was she ever in there? Yes. Yes, she oh, was. Okay. And the actress that played her actually made an appearance on Supergirl, the current TV series. Nice. Which was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I got to get in on that. It's pretty good. I watched the second season when Superman came in. It's a pretty good show. It's uh, it's solid. Um, you, They did some really cool things on that show, too, on Smallville. Um, I think there was an episode where they did like a big time travel thing where it's like, I think, uh, Kal-El. No, Jor-El. Yeah. Came to Earth before and met like a young mom pop Kent. Okay. And uh, and stuff like that. They just they took some liberties with like the franchise of what we knew of Superman and just yeah. went somewhere else, but it made sense. It worked. Yeah. And also uh Christopher Reeves made an appearance. Yes, he did. Uh this is after the accident, the horse riding accident. Yeah. So he's in the wheelchair, but he's in there a couple episodes and he plays an important part, like a professor. I think Dr. Swan, who yeah, Professor Swan, I think. That like knows stuff about the Superman mythology and yes. kinda helps Clark Kent and it's like I know who you are. I can help you. So that was really cool to see, you know, this is one of the first times we get an actor who played the character come back in like a new interpretation. Yes. So that's really cool. I, I love Smallville. I got to watch all this talking about it. I think I have like the first seven seasons on DVD. So I got to get like the last three. And, you know, they had Doomsday in there as well. Doomsday played by uh, Sam Witwer, uh, who's also done some voice work in Star Wars Rebels. So oh, okay. And wasn't it kind of like a cult? It wasn't like... It wasn't like he was like this imposing force. It was weird because I think at the end of the day he was still the doomsday we all know, but I can't remember his origin. No, I think he no, I think it still was kind of similar. Oh, was it? I think it still was. He was sent to Earth somehow and he's been there for a while and he was uh introduced to like 
I can't remember the whole thing, but I'm pretty sure he was there. I think he came the same time as Clark. That's oh, why the age was the same. But yeah. I could be wrong, but there was a little something similar to that. Okay, I got to check Origins. it out then because, yeah. yeah, I stopped watching after like six seasons or something. So Yeah, because yeah, then he went to college and then he started working for the uh, Daily Planet. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. They had that in there, eh? Yeah, yeah, they nice, did. They nice. did. And then he met, obviously, uh, uh, Lois, which was pretty neat, and uh, they developed their, their romance. So Cool. Yeah. Well, one thing, you know, we're talking about Doomsday, Superman's villains. Yes. People always say Batman has the best villains, Spider-Man has the best villains. Mm-hmm. Superman's villains kind of very underrated, in my yeah. opinion. I think he has terrific villains. I mean, he doesn't have the Batman or Spider-Man rogues gallery, or even X-Men. Yeah. But he's close up there. I mean, can you name, besides those three, so he's got Zod. Yes, one of the Zod, best. Zod, he's my favorite villain. I, I loved Michael Shannon in Man of Steel. Right there with you. Loved Terrence Stamp in Superman 2 and yes. Superman 1. And I don't know if he was in Smallville, Zod. Uh, yeah, I want to say he was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was because he took over um, Lex's body. Really? A couple times. And that's why you'd see him and Lex fighting on the same level of cool. uh, a Kryptonian. Cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I'm with you. Uh, Zod is an all-time great brainiac. Like, why right? have you not seen this guy well, on the big screen yet? Krypton, the latest TV series that doesn't actually involve Superman, but he's it's his grand great grandparents or something. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, first time ever we see a live action brainiac, and he's gonna take over, uh, try to take over some city in um, Krypton. Uh, Kandor, that's it, Kandor. Okay. I think. Well, that's the comic, so I don't know where what he's doing in Krypton the show, but. He looks terrific. That yep. is an amazing look. If they ever do a movie with him, Man of Steel 2 needs to have Brainiac. Absolutely. They absolutely do. No, Brainiac's good. Um, uh, Obviously, Doomsday. But I also like, um, as of late, I've been liking Mr. Mixelplex. Yeah. Whoever can pronounce his name properly, props to you. <laughs> Mixelplex, or whatever the case is. He's an interesting villain because uh, Superman's, one of his weaknesses is magic. Right. Right, and um, I think it's going into the rebirth line. You find out that Mister Mixelplex has been like this other Clark Kent slash Superman this whole time. Right, um, is a cool, crazy twist that goes on throughout that whole issue run. But the cool, cool reveal about the whole character is that Mister Mixelplex in the comic books is the same Mister Mixelplex everywhere else. This guy's been in like the real world, like our world. He's right. been in the movies. He's been in the cartoons. So anytime you see Mr. Mixelplex pop up, it doesn't matter if it's the DCEU or the Batman animated uh, series, it's still the same character because that's he can cool. travel through all different worlds, which I thought is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a good pull. Yeah. It's something different, right? You need Superman, he's so strong. You need villains that can challenge him other ways. You have Doomsday and Zod who can challenge him strength wise. Yep. Then you have Luther for intelligence. Yes. Right, it's kind of like the Unbreakable, where you had Bruce Willis versus Mr. Glass. Mr. Glass, good right? call. It's like Luther, who's just a human, and in some ways, Luther is right. You know, he's saying, "Why should we we rely on this God when we should be relying on humans and our own strength and our own intelligence?" And we're over relying on Superman. Right. So you can see where he's coming from because what if Superman decides to go bad? Yes. Right. So Lex is a terrific villain. I would say. In the DC lexicon, he's top five. Oh, for sure. And seeing exactly what you mentioned about Lex Luthor is what I wanted to see. Like BVS, I wanted to see Lex be more of like the Batman. Like I can't trust this hero, this this alien, yeah. you know, because that's Lex Luthor. We can't right. trust this alien. He wants to be the defender of the world. He he becomes president at some point yeah. too, right? Like that's the Lex Luthor I want to see. Unfortunately, we didn't get that, but that's, <laughs> that's a debate for another well, you, time. You kind of did because you know he gets the kryptonite 
he tries to get the senator to approve the import license because he wants the kryptonite because he wants to take out Superman. You know, he's never trusted Superman. He's like, these gods are fighting among us. We got to protect ourselves because it could be you one day who waves to a tyrant in a parade. So and you, see, you, and, you know, and, and 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 you had me there until the fact that at the end of the movie he t- ends up trying to team up with the alien Kryptonian himself. So he he's contradicting himself, right? Because <laughs> here he is, he doesn't want aliens to come down, but here he is willing to like part ways or, or or partner up with an alien or create a doomsday. So, I mean, I, I guess I would say he he knows he's outmatched physically, right? So maybe that that's his backup plan. You know, he said. If man won't destroy God, then the devil will do it. And that's why he tried to get Batman to do it. And then when Batman failed, that's when he's like, okay, Doomsday will now fight because Batman chickened out. That's right. That's right. Martha. Such a brilliant line. (laughs) Such a brilliant line. Uh, So, you know, villains, you got Lex, you got Zod, Brainiac, Doomsday, Cyborg Superman is terrific. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, I remember Cyborg Superman. Very uh, Fantastic Four origins where he goes into space, he gets shot by cosmic rays, and then he gets, like, melded with the technology or something. That's right. And then he, like, takes up Superman's mantle because he's mad at Superman for not saving him and his family dies. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they big, uh, big run on him with Action Comics. I think he was in 999. He's just the last one. Wow. So, yeah. That's, a, that's an important issue. So, yeah. I mean, Superman's villains are terrific, I think. It's kind of weird, though, because if you look at the movies, we've only got Lex Luthor. Yep. He's in three of them. Doomsday, finally. Yep. And Zod, who's been in two of them. Superman 3, you had um, Richard Pryor and a giant computer, <laughs> which are, I heard rumors online was originally supposed to be Brainiac, but then they cut the budget. So they're like, okay, we'll just make it a giant computer. That makes sense. I can see that now. Which would have been amazing. Oh, yeah. And then Superman 4, you have Nuclear Man, which I've never even heard of <laughs> after that. So I think he was just kind of made for the movie. I heard he's about to fight the spider from Wild Wild West. That big That's attack. right, yeah. He's about to fight that in the um, Superman Let's dies. talk about Superman that. Lives. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Su- uh What's death of Superman. The death of Superman. Yeah. No, I think it was called Superman Lives. And then John Schnepp right. from Collider made that the death of Superman Lives. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so Superman Lives, we were meant to see that. Um, and then they end up recycling that robotic mechanical spider and right. put him or put it in um, Wild Wild West. Do you think if they made that movie with Nicolas Cage and Tim Burton directing, and like some of the concept art for Brainiac was terrific, Yeah. and say they make it and say it's like a great film, do you think, you know, Superman is higher up in the status and Man of Steel makes more money? Like, do you think this is a huge mistake that Warner Brothers missed out on a Superman film in the 90s? Like, because it would have broken up that time in between Superman 4 and Superman Returns. So we would have had, you know, what I think looked on paper, at least, to be a pretty cool movie. Something different, and especially in the 90s. Yeah. I think it was going to come out after Batman Returns. Right. And Batman was supposed to make a guest appearance in it. At Superman's funeral, the, the, the same Batman. Yeah, yeah. Played by uh, Michael Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really? I think, I think Keaton was supposed to be in it. Um, Jimmy Olsen was played by Chris Rock. Was going to be played by Chris Rock. Really? Yeah. Um, I can't remember who they cast as Lois Lane, but they had like everything. And then at the last minute, WB pulled the plug. I mean, I think that damaged Superman's brand more than Doomsday. Yeah, because I remember that was a big thing. I remember, I thought we even got posters. Did we even get posters? I think we got some, like, uh, screen, like, uh, some suit, um, pictures to kind of show off the suit. Yeah. 
one one of them was kind of taken at a bad time, so it looks really awful. But yeah. then, if you watch the death of Superman Lives, they have like an updated picture of an actual test suit, and it looks terrific. Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like we missed out on a Superman movie for sure in the '90s, but not that one. Okay, we definitely should have had a Superman movie in the '90s, but not necessarily Superman <laughs> Lives with uh, Nicolas Cage. But um, I, just because there's so many things I heard floating around about that movie, like one, the mechanical spider yeah. that he's meant to fight, two, that he couldn't fly. Right, yeah, yeah something weird like that. Yeah, they stripped that down, so they yeah. stripped down his powers a little bit, and something about him needing the suit, too, I believe. There's yeah. There's something going on with that suit. I think you're supposed to like wear like a black and uh, silver suit. Right. Or like a fluorescent suit that like gives him his powers back. Right, it's like some weird rainbow suit that like had yeah. these very 90s. Right, yeah. 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 I don't know. I think it would have been cool. Uh, I just, you know, it seems weird because Superman, we always are hearing about rumors about like this movie is going to have this, this movie's going to have this. It seems like WB always meddles more with Superman than with Batman. Yeah, it's true. You know, like true. Just, just give it to a capable director. And it seems like the directors always try to put like their own spin on the character. I mean, this goes back to what we talked about earlier. Is he too iconic? Right. You know, and every director tries to like do something new and then people backlash against that. That's true. So I don't know. Like, who do you think would make a good director for Man of Steel 2? Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. I'm going Matthew Vaughn. I really would love to see his vision of what he's done with Kick-Ass, what he did with X-Men First Class. Right, right. I think he even did Eddie the Eagle. I think he did that one. Yeah, yeah. I think he did. I would love to see Matthew Vaughn's take on uh, on Man of Steel because obviously he's proven before that he can come into a franchise like X-Men and give you a clean slate. You know, I would love to see him do that. I, you know, yeah. if Zack Snyder, if they're not going to invite him back, it's sad. Yeah. Because I think he did a terrific job. But I actually liked what we got from Superman and Justice League. I mean, I'd like I to I love see, that Superman. I'd love to see Whedon take the character. Yeah. You know, give him, he had an impossible task with Justice Definitely. League. Definitely. I mean, it's not his fault that some of the stuff happened with the movie. Uh, no director could have salvaged that. I, I mean, I love the movie. Yeah. But like... The stuff that he had to put up with, like, it's amazing that we got as good a film as we did. And props to Snyder, props to Whedon for, you know, and the actors and for all that they did. Because they really worked their ass off to make the movie. And I love Justice League. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going to flat out say it. I love that movie. So I would love to see Whedon take a chance and give him, like, okay, you have two years, mm-hmm. you know, so you actually have time where he can write a story and he can hire his people. Yes. And I think that would be terrific. I think they need to give it a shot because it's not like he's going anywhere. Avengers won't have him back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> give him a chance, and I think he could knock it out of the park. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I loved Wonder Woman and Superman in Justice League killed it. I would yeah. love, love to see a follow-up to that with yeah. Superman. So you bring up an interesting point about Wonder Woman. Superman's supporting characters, I think they're just as important as the big blue scout himself yeah um think about jimmy olsen you got perry white lana lang lois lane of course yes um you got wonder woman who he dated for a bit in the rebirth oh uh, or, or new 52, 52. Yeah. i love that right yeah. i think that was pretty cool yeah. uh you got batman who's kind of his best friend i mean if you read that batman issue i just read it i think like it was 36. 38 37 that was a terrific two two story arc. So good. Was it first dates or something? Yeah. Or? So they go on a first date and they dress up as each other's yeah. superheroes. At the carnival. Yeah. So and then good. The only thing I didn't like was Batman hitting the home run off Superman. 
Oh, I was like, Superman yeah. would have blown a bio. Oh Batman. yeah, like, for come sure. On. He's just holding back. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted <gasps> the to... art was great too. Oh for yeah. The whole run. yeah, yeah. And it's cool to see Bruce Wayne dressed as Superman and Superman so good. Clark Kent dressed as Batman. That was really cool. The bathroom sequence as Catgirl or Catwoman is changing and Lois is changing and they're discussing about like the wedding and just talking. Yeah, you know, as friends. It was so organic and it's just they get the characters like. I could read stories like that all day where it's just like Bruce and Clark hanging out. Yes. I think Batman and Superman, they're best friends. For sure. Right? For like, sure. They get each other at a level that no one else does. And, yep. you know, they're the two most iconic superheroes that DC has. Yep. I mean, dare I say anywhere. Yeah. I You know, I like their chemistry a lot together. I think they're great. But, you know, going off of... Um is it Flashpoint? I think it's Flashpoint. And even in Rebirth, when we get to see the button, yeah. one and two, and it's Flash and Batman interacting, I love their relationship. Just they're because pretty they can cool on the same level that they've both, both lost their parents. Yeah. Right? And they're both detectives in some ways. Right. I really like them together. But obviously, yeah, iconically, it's, it goes to Superman and Batman together. I wasn't a big fan of Jimmy Olsen, to be honest with you. Mm. I always find him kind of annoying. Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of cool. It's sad that they killed him off in the DCEU so <laughs> they quickly. They wasted no time on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Zach feels the same way I do. Yeah. But I just found him kind of like like the little kid. He's like, hey, Lois. And, you know, like he's working at the newsroom. He's like so peppy and stuff. Yeah. It's, I've never really liked him. Even in the new 52 run when I, I jumped in halfway about issue 30s and up. And I found them to just be pretty flat. There's a point, yeah. you know, when Superman was losing his powers. Jimmy Olsen finally found out who Superman was. and Yeah. Didn't really care for the character. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Perry White's pretty cool. Yep. Um, but he doesn't really do much anymore. You know, he's just kind of there. Yeah, bring back Pete. Pete, I like Pete. Oh, yeah, Pete Ross. Yeah, He's in Man Pete. of Steel. And he's in Batman v Superman. He yeah. goes to the funeral. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He works at the IHOP. Uh, yeah, the product <laughs> uh, placement in Man of Steel is my biggest gripe of the movie. But yeah, his supporting characters, they're pretty iconic too in their own right. Mm-hmm. Especially Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. She had her own series for a long time. That's right. And then... It was weird because you got two Lois Lanes in the Rebirth line, and she was Superwoman or Supergirl at some point. Oh, yeah. Remember she that? Get, they like, gave powers. her powers. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And then you got Supergirl and Superboy. Uh, yeah. Superboy is kind of now a clone or something. Is that how it is? That was the Young Justice version. That was the Young Justice. So that's Connor Kent. Right. Right. Who is half Lex and half uh, Clark Kent. Oh, okay. So he's the clone, yeah. So I know which one you're talking about. But Connor Kent hasn't been brought back yet in the New 52. He wasn't even in the New 52. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. And he hasn't been back yet in Rebirth. So we do have uh, Superboy in Rebirth, but it's actually Clark Kent's son. Oh, okay. It's actually his son. And he's about the same age as Damien Wayne, a.k.a. Robin. So they actually have a spin-off comic together. I think it's being canceled, but the art is fantastic. <laughs> and I think I heard the story's okay, but it's uh, it's Robin and Damien Wayne. They team up together, and it's called Super Sons. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, John, right? John, John, yeah, John Kent. Yeah. John Kent, yeah, after cool. his, his grandfather. Nice. Right, Jonathan. Right. So it's 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 pretty cool. He's uh, he's also alongside Superman a lot in the new, I want to say new 52, in the Rebirth line. It's uh, it's the big three is Superman, Lois, and John Kent. Because he's kind of discovering his powers, much like Smallville. Yeah. Actually, he's discovering his powers and whatnot. He actually, uh, unfortunately, X-rayed, not X-rayed, heat-visioned his, uh, his dog. Oh, really? Farm, um, <laughs> in, in the early issues of Superman Rebirth. But, um, yeah, he's, he's okay. He's cool. But I, I heard there's a big demand for... Um, your your superboy you just mentioned Connor Kent. I heard there's okay, a big demand for yeah. him to come back. Okay, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and Supergirl, I mean, she had the movie. 
yeah the tv series so i think she's pretty big you know as compared to like robin i think she's just as popular now oh yeah yeah, yeah. especially with the tv show oh yeah. yeah yeah so that's pretty cool hopefully you know they bring her into the dceu well they had their chance right because there's that there was that uh spin comic Going right. into Man of Steel, where she arrived to Earth about a thousand years before right, yeah. Superman did. And then in Man of Steel, obviously, when he goes back to his spaceship, there was the empty vessel. Right. It's been opened, and that's hers. Like, yeah. That's actually hers. Where the heck is she? Right. There was that rumor going on for a while that maybe she's the first Amazonian. And I thought, whoa, if DCU is going this direction, my mind's blown. This yeah. is going to be awesome. You know, they didn't go that route. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad. I like yeah. I like how they kept it where they're like the gods, like the yeah. women of the gods, and they like they're sent there to protect man and stuff. That's but true. yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, they gotta they gotta bring her in. She's so big now. Yeah, and the Justice League needs more than one woman on it. You know what Definitely. I mean? Like Wonder Woman's lonely. Bring on Supergirl. Yeah. Who would you cast as Supergirl? Yeah. Mm. It's a tough casting. That is a tough casting. I really, because this is my favorite movie of the year for 2017, <laughs> that is Blade Runner 2049, the actress that plays um, that plays the, the AI artificial intelligence kind of like love interest. Okay. I forgot her name in the movie, but bring her along. I, I, I'd like to see her be Supergirl. Is she young? Older? Oh, yeah. She is young. She doesn't look like she's anything more than 25. Tops. Because like Supergirl tops. is always, even though she's older, she's always younger. You know what I mean? So like she yeah. left Krypton... At, like when she was still a teenager but then something happened with her ship so by the time it came to earth superman was already an Grown. adult that's right so she's kind of uh so she's younger but in earth terms but she's actually older yeah and because she spent more time on krypton her powers developed more so she's actually stronger than superman right so you'd have to cast someone young so yeah that's a good choice yeah because I think even in the New 52, she uh, got a hold of the Red Ring. There's a minute where she went kind of crazy. Oh, she yeah. She got the Red Ring. Red, Red Lantern, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, I, I'd like to see her in. And, you know, the other people, everyone else is there. Who would you cast? Oh, jeez. It's uh, <laughs> a tough one, eh? I know. Yeah. I'd probably go Emma Stone. That'd be kind of Emma a cool cast. Emma Stone, yeah. yeah. Bring her along the DC. She she turned down Cheetahs. Maybe she has eyes on a bigger prize. Yeah. Who knows? That's actually a good call. Yeah. That's that classic looking animated version of uh, Supergirl I see right? in her. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so Superman, you know, he has so many looks, so many costumes. Yep. He has the trunks. He had the S that started off as a clearly an S. Nowadays, it's the alien symbol of Krypton, which stands for hope. Yep. I think Mark Wade brought that in, which is cool and it okay. makes sense. Yeah. Um, you had live action you've had cartoons you've had comic books you've had everything give me your favorite comic book and your favorite live action uh superman costume oh for costumes so for comic or books, an overall look okay so i'm gonna get hated on big time when it comes to the costume in comic book form yeah i really like the new 52 okay, i don't know yeah. like, what with, with the collar with a collar yeah he doesn't need armor Calm down. It's all right, you know, because um, <laughs> it's a cool look, man. It it's cool. cool. You know what it is? When I was first introduced to it, it was the Jim Lee art. Whenever Jim Lee right. did everybody yeah. for the for that panel of the Justice League, from Cyborg to, to Green Arrow to so Superman cool. and Batman, obviously. So I like that one a lot. But, you know, I, I think for right now, it's his most current one for, for Rebirth. Yeah. It's, they've changed his costume, I think, two or three times in Rebirth. But it's basically looks like the basic Superman costume, but he yeah. doesn't have the red trunks. And they got rid of those those gauntlets that he had right. at the beginning of uh, Rebirth. Yeah. 
I really like that costume. I don't think, as, as as iconic as it is with Superman wearing the red trunks, I just don't think it makes sense anymore for him okay. to wear the red trunks. I, I, I feel like when we get to issue 1000, it's just going to be like for fun. Like it's going to be a little, I don't know, one or two <laughs> issues. And then he's going to go back to being the costume I just He'll mentioned. lose him or something? He'll lose him somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Save the cat in the tree. I think they could just have it where, because it's like an older Superman where he's like, I used to wear this costume and like maybe have like a kid come up to him and say like, why don't you wear the red trunks anymore? And then he's like, you're right, kid. I should wear the red trunks. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's confusing because um, that Superman, he, he is older, but he's also still the New 52. So he's, he's a mix of New 52 and the Clark White, a.k.a. pre-New 52. They just right. put back together. So it's really weird, the whole thing. Yeah. So he would have some memories of him wearing the red trunks. Yeah. But the world that he's in wouldn't necessarily. Right. That's true. So That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go to the circus and he sees like the old school strongmen. And That'd be they're cool. wearing like the trunks <laughs> on the outside. And he's like, hey, okay, I can be a strongman. I don't know. <laughs> Did you like when they split him into the red and blue after the death? When he's like lightning like, yeah, yeah. No, I think I had the action figure. I think it was the red one. Wow. Yeah, I gotta find that because that's pretty cool. I think even in the JLA run from Grant Morrison, he's in the all blue, and he does like some. He does something with the moon. Like it's the only cool Superman blue moment. (laughs) Check it out. It's like very early on in the Justice League. Um, But for comic books, you know, I'm a big sucker of nostalgia. Yes. I'm gonna go '90s with the mullet. Boom. And the trunks. I love the mullet. Superman's hair is too short. He needs to grow it out. It was so (laughs) sick when he had the mullet and he had the split curl. Oh, man. I I love that. He needs the mullet back. It was so cool. And the long hair. So 90s. And he was so jacked because back then in the 90s, that was all the rage. You know. Oh, yeah. Rambo, right? Right. You had to have a mullet. You had to have a big chest. Right. If you didn't have like an 80-inch chest, you were weak in the 90s. (laughs) And lots of pouches. Yes, yeah. Deadpool, Cable, <laughs> yeah, X Force, yeah. I I love that's that's my Superman. Whenever like someone's like, "Who's your Superman?" That's my Superman. Did you like the black costume? Because that's a big thing. Oh yeah, when he comes back. Yeah, I do, but he doesn't have a cape. He needs a cape. Superman must always have a cape. Yeah, you know, I liked it when he came back. So again, this goes back to like this weird current Superman. How he's also yeah. the Rebirth Superman, right? But he's also the. Uh, pre-new 52 superman and he uses that costume again the black one yeah doesn't have the cape and he goes by clark white oh okay that's his name so while he's like in the background you still have the new 52 superman running around doing his thing and he had the, the beard going on but he had the short hair oh yeah that was a cool look i like I, the beard i like the beard yeah i like it when he did it in man of steel when he's like on the fisherman boat right i like that and yeah. you actually reminded me he does wear the black costume in man of steel when he's having that dream that zod's telling him and he's falling in through all the skulls and he's in smallville oh you can yeah. see for a brief period he has the black costume and it has a cape and they actually made one action figure of that so if you can find it it's very rare now wow but if you can find it pick it up because it's amazing wow yeah so that's really cool mm-hmm. damn yeah, yeah, I mean, I like it with the cape, but in the comics, he never has the cape. Yeah, it's, actually, you know, speaking of the cape too, uh, Action Comics New Fifty Two, when he has like just a blue shirt, oh has the S yeah, the chest, yeah, he has, like slightly rolled up jeans on, and he has like a little cape. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was like uh, Grant Morrison. I think it was Grant Morrison's, and he had the boots. Yeah, and uh, I think yeah. it's a Brainiac run when he like takes on Brainiac. Yeah, because because that's when they depowered him. Right, or right. he still hasn't used his full powers yet, so he yeah. he can only leap over high buildings. Kind of like the classic Superman. Yeah, it's very yeah. like 30s. Yeah. 
Um, so what's your favorite live action costume? Live action costume. I'm going to go with Justice League. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Justice League with the, the bright blue, that got the cool. red, and obviously it still looks like the Man of Steel one. Yeah. It's just more vibrant colors. I love that one. I think that one's good. If you're going classic wise, I think uh, Superman Returns looked pretty good. That was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay, so you said Man of Steel, but I got to show Christopher Reeves some love. I yeah, love course. that. Yes. I love that the the first one when he has the trunks and it just looks so iconic. Yeah. And Christopher Reeves is such an imposing figure and he fills it out perfectly. Yeah. As, you know, that's classic Superman, you know. I love the Man of Steel costume. Don't get yes. me wrong. And it fits so well with what they're doing with the DC Connected Universe right now. Yeah. But it's Christopher Reeves, I mean, how could you go against that? You know what? Going with the Christopher Reeves, if you really want to see a really good look at that costume... Find the Hot Toys. Find the Hot Toy version of the Christopher Reeves okay. original Superman. It looks great because they made him just slightly more muscular, but he still looks just like the Christopher Reeves that we, yeah. we know. It's a great looking Hot Toy. Yeah. I think it's pretty old now, but it still holds up today. Awesome. So, yeah, if you like that costume, just Google it. All right. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Definitely. Um, we covered a lot here, Superman. Superman, Superman all day. Robin, you know, he's, he's the one character that he's touched all our lives, you could say. Um. He's been around. He's the thing that's really cool about him is like, if your dad was in the comics or your grandfather was in the comics, they've read Superman, and it's that lineage of passing it down. Um, my dad was a huge Superman fan, um, and that's kind of how I got into the character. So it's it's really cool. You know, I'm gonna pass along that. Hopefully, my daughter's into Superman. But right. I'm gonna try my best to make her <laughs> into the character. Yeah, uh, it's it's the one character that you know you can't really. You can't really argue with Superman, you know? Like, he's he's always right. Yeah. You know, he's he's the OG. I just love Superman. I, I, I But we don't really get a chance to talk about him. You know, he's kind of... Kevin Smith brought up an interesting point on his Fat Man on Batman podcast saying, for a while, Superman was relegated to the Mickey Mouse of the DC Universe. You know, where Mickey Mouse was the first. He came along to Disney. He built the house of Disney. But he doesn't have any movies anymore. Right. He doesn't sell movies. He doesn't move merchandise as the Frozen does or stuff like that. That's right. Shoot. Uh, so Superman was kind of relegated to that. And Man of Steel, in my opinion, you know, brought him back into prominence. Right. So hats off to Zack Snyder for that because, you know, they tried. And it, it, I don't know why, you know, why did we have Batman or Superman Returns bomb so bad? Like, it wasn't that terrible. But, you know, that thing, like, bombed hard. It bombed hard, you know, because I think it was a good film, not a good Superman movie. And when you go and uh, watch a Superman film, you want to see Superman. You yeah. want to see him do more than just save a plane. And don't get me wrong, that scene when he brings out that, that plane is awesome. In the ballpark, too? Yes. Right? Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that movie should have been huge because, like, Brian Singer was just coming off the first two X-Men films, which were amazing films. And, you know, I had such high hopes for that movie. And it came out, like, a year after Batman Begins. And they're supposed to build this, like, connected universe back yes. then. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, and Brandon Ralph was great. As yeah, Superman. I loved yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, I'm so happy that he got secondary work as the Atom yes. in uh, Legends of Tomorrow because I think he's a terrific actor. Yeah. And he was kind of, like, blacklisted there for a while because... Everyone just remembered him as Superman that failed. That's right. But it wasn't his fault. No. I, I still actually think he has the best look of Superman. Mm -hmm. He really just captures that whole aura of Superman. But... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very like Christopher Reeves-like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any comic stories that stick out when reading Superman that you um, want to recommend? As, as of recent, check out Max Landis's American Alien. Oh, cool I heard. Spin. That's cool. It's cool. It's a cool spin. I think it came out late 2016 it's a cool spin on the superman character it's about six issues 
each issue features different artists on the book, and it gives you like his origin story of Superman. He even goes toe to toe with Lobo oh, in the cool. book. He uh, he he. Uh, <laughs> it's really cool. There's a scene I think when he's on a boat yeah. as a as a teenager, maybe a little bit older, and everybody thinks he's Bruce Wayne, and he lives it up for a little bit, being like, "Okay, sure." Because if you really think about it, Bruce Wayne and and Clark kind of always kind of been drawn similar. Right. You know, it's very easy to get those two mixed up. Yeah. So he plays it up, and then he meets Oliver Queen on the boat. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he meets Oliver Queen on the boat, and he's, I think he's like, yeah, Bruce, like, what's going on? Like, I think they're like they're kind of like talking as if they know each other, and, and Clark yeah. Kent just plays with it. Like, yeah, yeah. sure, I'm going to live it up for a little bit. That's cool. It's, it's a really good book. Uh, Max Landis, I think, is a, is, is pretty cool. He's a, he's a great writer. He did yeah. Chronicle. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, and he did Bright. So anybody out there like the Netflix uh, movie Bright with Will Smith? Oh, okay, I he wrote that too. So uh, that's a good book. I also like this one run early or no mid New Fifty Two where Superman takes on some other kind of alien. I can't really go into too much details because it's been a while and I kind of forgot that. Is that the uh, Jeff Johns one? Maybe it was Jeff Johns and it was the John Romano Jr. Yes, yeah, art. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name too. I think it was, it was some sort of like Greek name or something. And he had like the long blonde hair. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I love that. And he has to go back to like that guy's home world and. Yeah, because you think he's like a superhero himself, but he actually yeah. has different intentions. At first, you think they're on the same page. He's helping yeah. Superman, and then it turns out he actually wants to rob the life mm-hmm. out of the Earth. Right. It's so cool, and um, I, I love. Um, John Romano Jr.'s art. That's actually what got me onto Superman. Oh, okay, for reading nice. comic book wise, because I love that guy's art. And, yeah, uh, Jeff Johns. You can't go wrong with him, right? Jeff Johns is amazing. Oh yeah, love his writing. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are some great stories. Yeah. I, I have Superman American Alien. I haven't read it yet though, so I'll have to check that out. Check it out, man. Yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would recommend would be Kingdom Come. Oh, of course. I mean, it's a classic. Superman's a little bit older. Batman, Wonder Woman, both older. They're retired from superheroing. And you got this new crop of superheroes that come in and they're reckless. You know, they just kill the villains. They don't care if civilians get killed. There's an accident. And I think it's like the entire state of Kansas or is it Missouri? It's an entire st- or Iowa. It's one state, definitely in the mainland, where it gets blown up. And everyone in that state, I think, dies or is really hurt. Um, and so Superman has to come back. You know, he has to come back out of retirement and show these young punks what it's like to like be a superhero and it's so cool you know and a shazam's in it or captain marvel's in it oh yeah he's being controlled i think by lex luther because isn't he stuck being shazam because like billy batson's grown now to like yeah it's like an old man where like yeah. if he can't he can't turn back or lex will kill him or something right right something like that like, yeah and it's, it's such a terrific run and just encapsulates why we love superman and he makes a grand appearance again and he looks a little bit older but He's still Superman. And we got Alex Ross on the art, too. Alex right? Ross, yeah. the greatest comic book artist so of all cool. time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love his work on Superman. Like, every time he draws Superman, and even the posters for Justice League, where you had the, like, Queen cover or, like, the Alex yes. Ross-inspired uh, poster. Mm-hmm. There's been some great Superman movie posters in, in the time. There has. The Man of Steel ones are great. Man of Steel one. I yeah. like the Superman Returns where he's standing above the earth looking Just down. floating. Yeah. Yes. 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 And the uh, Christopher Reeves ones are terrific as well. Yeah. I could, I could talk Superman all Superman day. all day. Give some love to Superman. Go out there and get a comic. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If you haven't checked out the character, make sure you do that. Uh, see what all the hoopla is about. You know, 
a thousand issues that's just quite an achievement yeah man unfortunately you know it's come to that end of uh of superman talk i hope you guys enjoyed it i mean yeah shoot we could talk superheroes all day and if, if you guys like this kind of stuff let us know i mean we can totally go in on just one individual superhero and talk about them today obviously we did so just because we have the big action comics 1000 coming up and we thought yeah. well, what better way to do it than just talk straight superman with two dc knuckleheads like us yo i think next time we need to do is aquaman Aquaman, yeah, yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> this is why Tim calling Tim. Yeah, next week Tim will be back. Yep. You know, Tim holding down the fort. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, hopefully you're having a great vacation. And I don't know, is he Florida? Is he I think California? He's in Ontario now. Oh, he's in Ontario now. He's a globetrotter. Yeah, man, he's all over. I know, all over the map. So you guys have a safe journey. Yeah. Look forward to you coming back, and I'm sure the rest of the viewers do too. <laughs> if you guys want to email us, you can always email us at the Nerd Room RM at Gmail dot com i believe or you can always get it get at us on the website which is the nerdroom.net which That's is cool right. plenty of cool things going on there uh, lots of cool articles and all that kind of stuff going on all over at the website yeah or you can reach us on twitter facebook instagram snapchat youtube page YouTube, Check out, yeah here's your chance to plug it man what do we got all on right. youtube so if you're in youtube and you're like hey i like movies but i don't want to buy them but i want to see someone else buy them <laughs> check out my youtube video where i uh, go through all my weekly pickups just did my top 10 steelbooks of 2017. Justice League made it in there. Superman's on the cover there. Uh, you'll have to see my video to see what was number one or what was number 10. <laughs> but yeah, every week I uh, bring down all my weekly pickups and I try to show a little bit extra at the end, like a top five list or something that doesn't really fit in the nerd room. Like maybe I'll do a top five musicals list. Nice. You never know. You never know. Stay tuned. Yeah, man, absolutely, guys. And what about you, Troy? What are you, what are you up to? Are you gonna plug anything here? Ah, uh, be on the lookout. You know, we got the Nerd Room Detour is gonna drop soon. We got the MCU retrospective series that's popping, and then after once that ends, guys, um, we're gonna be transitioning into the Dark Knight retrospective series, which that's will be right. pretty cool. So we will get your Batman fix. We, as always, we got the Nerd Room coming at you guys constantly every Thursday. And I might drop a video here, too. I might try yeah. and, you know, follow in Sunday's footsteps, maybe show off my Nerd Room. A music video? A music video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys. But as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us today here at the Nerd Room. And we are out. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sunjabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.